Um, did you pick out a topic for this week? Oh wait, uh, I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> I so wanted to make that joke. I was waiting for Sierra to get here, and I was gonna go. All right, guys, what'd you guys pick for this week? Oh I would. I all of me wanted to pull <laughs> that. I would have. You know how like usually my phone just hangs up. I would have actually just hung up. <laughs> We'd have been like, okay, and Mir's not joining us this week. Sorry. <laughs> all right, ladies. Well, hey. Hi. Hey. Hello. <laughs> this is a this is a big week this week. I mean, I know our podcasts get released a week after we film them. We'll see when I get this one edited. But um I just want I just need to scream into the void that, you know, this week's a week of celebration. <laughs> it is. That it is. We got we got two birthdays. We got two graduations. We got, I mean, I guess Mir, do you really call it? I mean, do can I really call it graduation when you already graduated? <laughs> no, no, this I is would... strictly commencement, <laughs> <laughs> and I would only consider this Sierra's commencement, like her special occasion commencement. Oh, I'll just take no. my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh yeah, it's gonna be super special. Can't wait. I'm we so love excited to, hear to celebrate. You. Let's practice. Go ahead. I'll say your name and then you smile. Okay. Right. And I want to hear a little bit of like clacking like you're walking across the stage. Yeah. I'll oh, do okay. the small, I'll do light claps. I won't overwhelm the <laughs> mic. All right. I think I'm ready. <laughs> Is your tassel on the right side? Yeah. Make sure it's for the that, that would require me to have a cap. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, we ordered one off Amazon. We're super excited about it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please tell me it's coming like in July. <laughs> you know I wouldn't be surprised I would not be surprised <laughs> no it'll be a it'll be a fun day I get to a drink in the morning time and we all love that that's true I mean I don't think you need graduation to do that I mean well you're right you're right I'll be uh, drinking with others in the morning time it will true, be true, socially true, true. acceptable that's fine <laughs> all right well we can just oh I, what I did want to say about that was I <laughs> Spencer made the foolish decision to make one joke on Sunday and go, oh my God, it's your birth week, like the week leading up to your birthday. And mm-hmm. I went, oh my God, it's a my birth week. So it's a whole week about me. Not, it's and a whole now, month about you. Oh, yeah, I mean, I already yeah. knew that, but I don't want to be too like, you know, calling everything. So everything we do, I'm like, oh my God, but it's my birth week. And we just keep repeating it constantly and we're both like already sick of the joke but we need to keep it going because we're only four days in so oh God. <laughs> you have another three days <laughs> you're really halfway in. exactly so we're just keeping it alive at this point but everything that happens whether it's like something he does nice for me or something even I do nice for him I'm like oh my god but it's my birth week and it's just like we've turned into every occasion you have to use it I love <laughs> okay, it Shelby Shelby happy birth week Oh my god, thank you. Same to you, Mir. (laughs) Happy birthday for you. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, that's what that's what I wanted in there. But anyway, um, everyone's hating us because we are now just be like saying it to other people too. But it's fine. fine. Um, so welcome everybody to episode three of the Wine and Bitch podcast. Mir already stole my thunder because I was gonna make the joke and be like, wow, what'd you guys pick for this week? And you were both gonna go, what? And I'd go, what? We don't have anything, and then be like, gotcha. But Mir immediately put out that fire the second she got in here. (laughs) No, just edit it back into like this part of the car. Yeah, I'll just pop it right in. We'll be like, oh shit, wait, what happened? (laughs) 
but um so this week's gonna be a bit of a weird one and I haven't told either of you what it was because I was just gonna see what would happen um but we are going to talk about possible conspiracy theories slash hidden messages in childhood shows oh yes okay I know so I one I only found one thing four three four like kind of like meaty theories and un, um little things in tv shows I tried to find a mix of ones I knew we would know or at least know of um these don't super dive into like very specific like oh in episode three of <laughs> whatever this like this happened like it's just kind of overarching like possible themes if I don't know if you guys Sierra seems on top of this so I don't know if you guys know of others obviously um but I just wanted to dive into that but I did want to start first because last week we all seemed dead inside <laughs> our voices seemed like we wanted to die so I just wanted to share some good news that I Googled. I literally Googled good news um, just to share something with you before just to, you know, lighten the mood, even though we all seem to be doing a bit better this week, just just to keep that level up. So these are unrelated to the children shows for the second. But Sierra, I thought you'd appreciate this. Oh, well, obviously we all will. But anyway, Thailand has fully banned international travel, obviously, like, of heavily affecting their tourism, like, income, which is most of their income, which is, like, not great. But yeah. for the first time in five years, leatherback turtles are nesting on their beaches. And similarly, there's been a ridiculous increase in them in Florida this summer. Oh, for the first time in five whoa. years, there are turtles coming back to the beaches in Thailand. Excuse me Well, I, I knew that would make tears. you very happy. <laughs> I wonder if it's my adopted turtle, if he's up on the shore having oh, a good time be. oh sheldon little little squirt sheldon i can't yes, remember yeah. <laughs> shelby's an angel she adopted a uh, a turtle for me last year it was wonderful i uh, i cried teared up a little bit his name's sheldon <laughs> i still have his picture it's actually sitting on my desk that's beautiful well, sheldon's living a happy life right now yeah He's living a happy life because there are no humans to ruin it. See, that's what we love. Okay. He just he just wanted yeah, a sugar mama. But... He doesn't want the interaction. Just wanted a little sugar mama. <laughs> Sarah, a... you are a sugar mama. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, so that was just like a big thing. I was like, let's start off with something fun, positive. Also, obviously, it's been a bunch of like, you know, especially environmental positive outlooks and all this, but just wanted to share that. And now let's talk about possibly dark things we all watched as children. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one, obviously conspiracy theories are like borderline addictive. I was doing a bit of research on this and it's actually like just super interesting because I feel like we all have, I put literally quote, shout out to that crazy uncle and all of our families. Oh wait, might just be mine. Not sure. <laughs> but we all have that crazy person who's just like super conspiracy theory. Um, and it seems even in like, I believe, and I feel like it's my understanding from watching and listening to other things that in America, we are way more conspiracy theory than other areas. Obviously, any of these conspiracy theories that have to do with children's shows are completely theories. The shows themselves have not come out saying any of these things. Um, and the other thing you have to keep in mind is you can probably draw parallels and create symbolism in most things you see. Um, writings and creations are often inspired by real world events and history. And you can probably find symbolism in anything, but obviously what can be symbolic to you can be very different to others based on beliefs, experiences, whatever. 
So something else you have to keep in mind when all you're looking at this. But first show, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Had to start okay. with a had to start with a big one. Um, at least I know that one. Yeah, I know. I don't. I there's some of these that I don't even really know, but at least like we'll know of the show. Um, so there is a theory, whatever. It's most of these are probably just fan created. That SpongeBob SquarePants is a post nuclear mutant. Okay. <laughs> is that where the theory ends <laughs> that well th- that's like kind of like the overarching theory that this whole like society was created as it's almost like a post-nuclear effect on like ocean life and so it's like this little that area was created what's crazy is so this like so what happens is this connects with like history essentially where in the 40s the united states performed multiple nuclear weapon tests on and around an area called the marshall islands which is located in the pacific um, pacific ocean and within those islands is a reef called bikini atoll so like they did like nuclear tests on like this reef they were done like in the water flown in like underground like they did every this was them you know trying to like see what the best nuclear weapon was and they literally tested it on a place called bikini atoll and so the idea would be that spongebob and all of bikini bottom exist because of this nuclear waste and like leftover effects and like that's what formed oh shit isn't that crazy because obviously like the area still sees the effects of like i mean your drinking water is destroyed anything that's like living is destroyed and so it's all like messed up like there's very few people who even still live there um because it was very hard to like inhabit for years and so all the whole show would just be based off of like post-nuclear that's pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) just pop some uh nuclear waste in the ocean you get yourself a little spongebob wouldn't that be like yeah next time you want a pet wait it would be like a science (laughs) kit yeah it's an at-home science kit they're like take a sponge and (laughs) some water and we'll give you some nuclear waste that would be incredible but um I would want to know like all the little things like like didn't they have didn't he have a boat that he drove but it was like a little boat what I mean that his like car was a boat yeah yeah right like do you think that would have been like maybe that was actually a really big boat that would have got shrunken down to a little boat. You know what I mean? Is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, nuclear waste can do a Sure. <laughs> I believe you. I've never witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, why would you anyone have a little boat that small that a sponge could fit in? They, the they build the them there. Did SpongeBob build no, his? No, but, like, you know, we have boat, like, we have car shops here in Bikini Bottom. They have boat shops, so other people build them. Like, the idea that they created a society yeah. down there, so, like, they, it would mirror how ours is like. But isn't that, um, like... I like my idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I like the idea. <laughs> I, I like the idea that, this is what I want to picturing. So, like, okay, so, obviously, SpongeBob, Patrick, all the characters, like, turned into what they are through this, but... Except Patrick's kind of interesting, because he was already alive. Sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, really, just SpongeBob is the only one. Oh, you're right. But it would be like, is it the nuclear effect that like allows them to talk? Is it the like, you know, I don't like what, but now what I'm picturing because you said the whole shrinking thing is that there was this beautiful city on the edge of the island and the nuclear bomb hit it, she magically shrunk all of it, and it just like 
maybe a gust of the gust of wind from the bomb like poofed it into the water and it just went slowly floating down and they were all like whoa this is now ours <laughs> and they lived happily ever after we just wrote the prequel to spongebob squarepants <laughs> i think so <laughs> love it if like every kid learned that that was the beginning i feel like the magic would be gone <laughs> yeah really but um yeah so obviously like not the most in depth but kind of just like an interesting story um it would make sense if that's kind of how they like not like an actual mm-hmm. conspiracy theory but how they like, got the idea of spongebob like how they actually related the name to bikini bottom like that kind of thing yeah that's yeah. true i was gonna say i feel like most of these like who's to say it wasn't inspired by those events because right. like I mean, creating an entire, like, world, character, everything is, like, so involved. Like, you need, like, you're not, you're going to have to draw that from somewhere. Right. So. Like, you would ever just think of, like, let's make a talking sponge the center of a cartoon and, oh, he lives underwater. Right. That's pretty hard to just come up with. Right. And he lives in a pineapple. Why? Under the sea. (gasps) Wait, what if it's, like, what if it's, like, the underwater was the only thing left even remotely livable? That uh, could very well be. Ooh. So everything, that's, like, why there's now a society underwater. Because it's, like, well, yeah, like, not that that one still ruined the water. But, like, at least in my head. And I'm not good with, like, you know, biology and chemistry. But in my head, when, like, nuclear lays, like, waste on land, it's, like, in my brain, it's, like, Dunzo Gabrunzo for, like, years. Like, yeah. you can't touch that shit. But, like, maybe with, like, water, especially if you're, like, deep enough. Right, and they're, like, at the bottom of the ocean. Right, sure. the literal bottom yeah. of the sea. <laughs> so Maybe Sandy was well, a dense Well, hey, we know it's not the <gasps> bottom, bottom of the sea. Wait, no, no, sea. it's okay, it gets better. Because there is rock yeah. bottom. They go a little lower. Oh, they yeah. do. And remember, like, the abyss, dude? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sketch. No, I didn't watch that many episodes. What? Okay. <laughs> I watched, like, right. every episode. Okay, <laughs> But yeah, like, what if like that was the only thing left livable? So that's just what they had to make do. That's crazy. It's true. And yeah, like they just uh, tried to. Yeah, this is that was Sandy getting away. She saw it coming, and she was like that doomsday yeah. prepper. Well, she's a scientist too, yeah. so like maybe she like knew. You know, she definitely knew it was coming. So she's like, right. screw this, oh. down I go. What if it's all a big science experiment, yeah. and Sandy was in on it? Oh man. And she's now studying the after effects. That's like that one movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I swear if you say the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is wild. SpongeBob has a lot of crazy of conspiracy theories around it. It's just one of those shows that oh really yeah. plays into it. It was on for so long. It didn't have like twenty pretty, seasons. It's still going. It's, yeah, it's still on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They they took a break for a bit, and then either someone else picked it up or someone like revamped it, and yeah, now it has like ni- like nicer looking graphics that kind of just put me off because it's not exactly. What I'm used to. The, well, the one yeah. the one guy in charge of like creating it and stuff he passed away. Hmm. So oh, they like took a hiatus. That makes sense. It was created by. Have you ever watched the? Um, actors read the scripts but like you see the actors yeah there's actually they do an episode with the <laughs> actors yeah they like really? play yeah it's super funny 
they're like they play out at basically a scene in like the Krusty Krab, but it's a burger place on land. I think it's in one of the one of the newer movies, SpongeBob movies that they put out. But they have those guys as themselves, as like you know, SpongeBob a cook, the cashier, and, and Patrick standing there like, oh, it's great. That's so Does funny. The SpongeBob character look like what you would think. Of those <laughs> None no. of them do. Not those are like at full all. Grown men. <laughs> these are adults. Like these. Oh yeah, like these men like have two or three kids. They, like they live a pretty cash life. Like if you're I'm not, mistaken, not looking like for anything 60s. crazy. They look definitely oh, older. Yeah. yeah. I gotta look it up now. Dang. It's like it's kind of funny. <laughs> but like Okay, yeah, I wanna watch it's, it. No, it's insane. Yeah. Any just like I've only seen a few. Like there's a bunch of YouTube videos of them like going through like their uh scripts and whatnot. And I know I've seen a few where, like, they wear, like, the shirt of whatever character they are. So, like, you can obviously, like, because when you're looking at it, you're like, I'm just watching three men, like, read a script and whatever. But it's it's insane. And, yeah, like, the the SpongeBob uh, actor, I don't know any of their names, but, like, him being able to do that with his voice is, I mean, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now I want to watch it. Tom, Tom but, yeah. Kenny is his name. The SpongeBob actor? Yeah. Voice actor? Yeah, and he's 57 right now. Yeah. But that means he probably was only like 30 when they yeah. first came out. True. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, because it started what, in the 90s. Wow. That makes wild. Oh. Okay, what's the next thing, Jersey? I want to hear the next one is Tom and Jerry, oh. possibly Nazi propaganda. Oh. oh. <laughs> Bold. Bold. <laughs> Bold statement. So I feel like you could have led up to that one. Charlie. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I just wanted to dive right into it. <laughs> these all have pretty I found some pretty intense ones because I like tried to look for like the big hitters so mm-hmm. and I feel like what's the conspiracy theory if there isn't some dark motive in it you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so um I grabbed this quote from one of the websites I was like reading these about on uh, it's newstatesman.com because I think it's a really interesting idea that again applies to like symbolism can be found anywhere whether it's intentional or not or whatever um but they said Quote, either we're so obsessed with, oh my God, either we're so obsessed with Nazism that we look for it and find it in literally everything, or the antics of a classic cat and mouse duo really do contain coded messages about the futility of the Allies' war with the Third Reich. And I think, at least the first, really just that first sentence, like, we're so obsessed with Nazism that we look for it and find it everywhere, because, like, I mean, that obviously is, like, one of the most, like, largest most traumatizing like biggest effects on like the world that's happened like I mean oh my god maybe like ever (laughs) at least in like this new like wave of history I guess if you want to say it that way um Mm -hmm. I mean obviously it's something that heavily affected our parents grandparents like generations and so we learn about it at least in America we learn about it like all the time I like don't know I always try to ask that question um we I feel like in America, we focus on it a lot. Like, I easily feel like we learned about it for, like, two to three years straight, like, off and on. And we, at my school, had German exchange students all the time. And we would ask them. (laughs) We were kind of told not to. But, of course, like, it would come up to, like, that time of the year where, like, you were talking about it in history. And we would just be, like, like, not to be weird. Like, we're really just curious, like, because we feel like the history of it is, like, beaten into us for, like, good reason. Like, it's super good to know it. But we're just, like, how do you, like, handle it? Like, is it, like ooh touchy subject is it like you know I don't know um and I feel like everyone I've ever 
heard from that like I've at least had a good enough relationship with to ask they kind of are just like we have like we have to acknowledge that it happened like we learn about it it's like it, it's, it's just it's a weird feeling because it's like you know it was you but it obviously wasn't you as a person if that makes sense mm-hmm. so it's like a soup it's such a weird concept to me like I mean America has done some effed up shit but like we don't sit there and like have to think about it and be like wow we were kind of messed up like we don't have that not that we did anything on this scale but <laughs> it's right. just no, but it's, yeah it's an interesting thought to me all right so this isn't a ton to run with it's just it is definitely very interesting I mean basically all of these you could say are grasping at straws but so obviously Tom the cat um obviously I always just thought of it as like oh like a tomcat which super like applicable obviously um but also Tommies were the name used for British soldiers in World War II so you're like okay could could be similar and then Jerry aka the mouse's name Jerry's were the names used for German soldiers oh isn't that kind of weird wait when did it come out that's the other interesting thing okay i'm glad you asked me (laughs) yes thank you you. (laughs) so obviously tom in the show this is the other interesting thing that would make it nazi propaganda tom is the bad guy like the cat is the bad guy in every single episode and he's doing everything possible to like kill or injure jerry in like any way possible every single episode but eventually is always outwitted outsmarted whatever it may be so in that sense that would if you were to draw this connection it would be the tommies or the british soldiers doing everything they can to catch the jerry's the german soldiers and being outwitted and outsmarted every episode and the show was first aired in 1940 which was the exact same year the Battle of Britain occurred where Britain was defending themselves from a large-scale air raid by the German Air Force in the like literal middle of World War II. Wait, did Tom and Jerry come out in like Germany? Like I thought that was an American show. I also thought it was and I can like quickly I'm pretty sure it is American that it is. Yeah, it's an American animated franchise. But literally came out in 1940 in the middle of World War II. And you're going to just tell me your two main characters are called Tom and Jerry when, like, Tommies and Jerry's are, like, the things happen. Yeah, and, like, the Battle of Britain happened that year, which was, like, a super, like, monumental Mm -hmm. moment for Britain and Germany. Like, it's just, it's so bizarre. Because, like like you said, we learned about this so, so, so much. And one thing we always talked about was, like, how this could happen. Like, the Holocaust or, you know, like, and all the Nazis and stuff. Yeah. And we always got to the point of like how the propaganda was so strongly implemented yeah, in right. the country and how it was just like such subliminal messages and how those really like brainwashed people basically. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was if this like happened because they had so many propaganda mm-hmm. messages going out. But it would be weird if it was like American. Yeah. And that- I wonder if it was more like written. I know I wonder if it was like actually more like written as maybe like newspaper cartoons or something in Germany and then they just like took it because they thought they could make money off of it in America like something like that that would be interesting I don't know um I'm trying to yeah I don't know obviously it's coming up as like the film series but it's saying like the film series is an American animated franchise and it was created in 1940 
so that would like isn't like yeah because I'm like on board with you Mir like you literally like you learn about and you're like oh there's like we have all heard like oh like they had propaganda and like that's how yeah no they convinced everyone and kind of and of course it's one of the biggest things is like starting young Mm -hmm. and because then you can tell a child anything um right and so it makes sense for a cartoon right isn't that crazy though because it was in America yeah but on the same point America was <laughs> like obviously America was involved in that war and they had been involved in several right. wars up to that point which was like questionable that we kept entering wars you know that weren't they were being fought in Europe and not in our own country so the fact that like you're showing a cartoon of like oh well you know like there's one guy he's trying to catch the other like that's the whole basis of it like you said they're starting out young it sounds totally normal we're like, oh, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go help them catch the, you know, catch the bad guys, catch the other guys. So, like, do you think it was being presented to us as like we're going to aid Tom, or it is seen as like this is just the constant revolving door? This is why we shouldn't. Because I know, I know, like the argue, like what you're ma- uh, saying about how we're always back and forth on if we should involve ourselves or not. Um, I'm not. I guess I wouldn't be saying it's like, oh, like, we need to aid Tom. Because, like, let's be honest. If you watch that cartoon, you never really want to help Tom catch Jerry. Because, like, he's a cute little mouse. I think it's just the general concept of teaching kids at a young age. Like, yeah, you have to catch, like, the whole game of cat and mouse. You know what I mean? Like, this is what's happening. And it's totally totally normal. Totally normal. That is interesting. That's yeah like um, wow my brain <laughs> like my brain broke when we, when I was reading that by myself and now it's just breaking all over again because I'm just I get so stuck on the fact that like you, I mean just watching the show like you look at Tom as the bad guy mm-hmm. and so if you want this to be a learning experience it's crazy to me that you would if this is the connection you would paint British British soldiers as bad guys exactly. or like you know, yeah. not that I'm saying they directly did that, obviously, this is all theory, but um, that's just, like, mind-blowing to me. And, like, I'm trying to, like, read the names of the creators, like, not not overly German or anything, like, I was looking for, like, a connection or <laughs> mm-hmm. something. Um, it's just, it, it's just crazy to me, because obviously I know, like, even within our own country, there were, like, people who felt whatever way about the war but it's like it's just shocking to me that a show that could have this connection would be like basically greenlit and being like yeah let's show it to all of our children in the time i mean it definitely could have been made by people who were pro pro war like like, you know like for yeah pro, pro war and everything like that i mean that would definitely make sense yeah i don't know it's just it's it's very interesting and it really blows my mind because just like Every time Tom and Jerry would come on, like, you know, Saturday mornings, my my mom would be like, oh, my God, I watched this all the time mm-hmm. as a kid. Like, you knew every weekend you woke up because Tom and Jerry was coming on. And it's like, I never thought about that statement because, you know, you just, yeah, everyone has, like, their thing that they were attached to. But it's like, what if this thing had that message? And, mm-hmm. like, it's just, like, thinking yeah. about, like, all of that is in, like, all of our parents' minds. Like, they, like, grew up with that. And that's, and that's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, then it makes you think, what did we grow up with that's influencing our generation? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, I'm trying to, I mean, obviously, there's a message in, like, everything you read, listen to, watch. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to, that's, I feel like, I feel like we would be able to see something right now. But also, like, 
I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I'm trying to think there wasn't anything that came out that I can think of that was like, you know, 9-11 connected. Like, I can't think of. Yeah. I don't know. But also since oh, then, yeah. like even like since the 90s, the amount of like, sen- like not a ton, but there has been like on and off censorship in media, especially That's for true. kids. That's true. Yeah. Whether it's for for a few years, we were like, no messages of this. And then for a few years, we went, screw it, let them learn everything. And then a few years, we draw back again. And, you know, it's like a constant revolving door. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. That's really interesting because I didn't even like think about that. But also it's like the only thing I'd be able to think of right now would be like something 9-11 related in our lifetime. But I wouldn't be able to tell you. Well, I mean, like you can see it. I can't yeah. think of cartoons that you see it, but like. You see it in other movies. Like, if you look at, you know, TV shows or movies filmed, you know, back in, like, 40s, 50s, like, 30s, 40s, 50s, the, like, quote-unquote bad guys in them are, like, you know, like, Germans, Russians, like, they have that that accent, that look about oh, yeah. them. But after mm-hmm. that, it, it changed. When you look at the bad guys, yeah, like, quote, true. bad guys in in like tv shows like the crime shows and movies now it's a totally different look it, because that's now what kids know is like quote yeah, the bad no. guys yeah Great. that's actually like all Middle yeah. Eastern yeah. because of my yep. yeah yeah that's true oh yeah. my god that's really good. i'd say even like cartoons still use like uh german nazi mm-hmm. stuff occasionally like they'll I- i'm also trying to think of like what new cartoons i know i watch as a kid like i feel like i still watch them a little yeah i mean i guess that's the other thing like anymore like tom and jerry and like spongebob i feel like are and maybe i'm wrong because i like you i just don't know a lot of new cartoons but i feel like they're different because they would almost just like make up something new every episode whereas a lot of shows that I know like my cousins grew up watching they were like like I don't even know I'm tr- I'm thinking of like uh what are those like the little pets that fly around and save people and like little I little oh. Einsteins like they go around and save people like yeah. it's like you're doing the same thing every episode right okay. it's almost like the creativity has been lost because you've just created a formula not that I'm saying that there were repeats in Tom and Jerry and Spongebob but they I feel like branched out more into events and real life mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. so I feel like that's where you start to like you almost have to start drawing the connections because if anything like it's a way for kids to understand but I guess it depends on and it's like you said you base all every like you said in the way beginning you base everything off of your own experiences and perspective right you have to assume these writers are still basing it off of world yeah events or... definitely or things that they're seeing in their life that are prevalent. I almost feel like it's a, it's like a, I see it personally as a positive way to like spread that information. But obviously, it's a very fine line because you have to agree on the message that's being sent. Right. It was like that whole debate with the Cookie Monster. Do you remember that? No. Were they? It was only like a few. We were like past the age of watching it, I think. But it was like when um, they were saying it's a bad influence on children because they want, you know, the Cookie Monster. From yeah. Yeah. And they're saying that every, they all the kids like it was influenced them to eat cookies. So there was like a two year period where they made him like the vegetable monster. <gasps> oh how and dare then it was, they? Or like, maybe only one year. I don't know how long it lasted. <laughs> yeah. And then and they obviously went back to cookie monster. Oh my! God. But it was because they were saying the message it was sending to children was to eat. 
cookies with just dad. Oh, I can kind of, I can picture that just because we were in like what high school when it was the whole like uh, childhood obesity thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I can believe that. Yeah. That's crazy. So it definitely is always in like, what, what's, what's the difference of a bad message was being sent to like, what we're just trying mm-hmm. to make it humorous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like so hard. And that's why like, I see the fine line of like sending messages because in one way I'm like, oh, but that's information getting out to maybe people whose parents don't talk about some things. But then also you have parents who don't talk about some things and tell you, no, don't eat 10 boxes of cookies a day. Like that's not good for you. So yeah, there's definitely both sides to Mm -hmm. that. Oh man. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Um, All right. So I have two more. We can just do one if we're only feeling... uh, one more or whatever yeah pick the best yeah one. I'm oh yeah I definitely I rate I range them I was like we're gonna start with the craziness and then we're gonna <laughs> go down but um so this one's kind of dark <laughs> they're all dark so Winnie oh, the Pooh yes and all characters okay. involved mm-hmm. could possibly represent or have themselves oh, different psychological disorders mm-hmm. or yeah. represent different you know um, psychological states essentially because they're not all disorders right yeah yes. I've definitely seen that theory before and I don't remember all the characters but I remember the one they related to was um was it Tigger Tiger, Tiger. Tiger. yeah and then and then the other what was the Eeyore, Eeyore was, like, depression the depression yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Tigger, yeah. ADHD what was who yeah Oh, yeah, yeah. ADHD, it's yeah. definitely like something that I've never, I don't think I've read this before, but as soon as you read it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, it's probably not like groundbreaking, yeah. but it's actually just, again, like back into like, I didn't watch this a ton, but I know I like knew it growing mm-hmm. up. And it's just like, it was the hope, like, if that was a connection, was a hope to like uh, give you awareness to all of it, like, kind of start to like understand right. these things, which is kind of crazy. Or, the side idea of this could be that Christopher Robin um, has schizophrenia and all the characters, as all the characters are figments of his imagination, <clears throat> and they're all different disorders he might have that he's help- he's like dealing with and coping with as he's growing up. Mm-hmm. So that's also like a side part yeah, of that. that to me, like, yeah. And that to me like is more like it's fun to say like, oh, these TV networks wanted to show kids, you know, all of these. <laughs> disorders or states that people could be in but it's like no probably realistically like the creator author or whatever of all of these cartoons and everything probably it was like their own life experiences yeah that's which is also good to learn about for children but it's like that to me makes more sense I feel like I don't even yeah I did not think like that that would be crazy though but that would make a lot of sense because like you said like the amount of people who write off their own stories <laughs> or like someone close to them what did, did it say what like I can't even really remember. Like, what did it say about so? Um, it said Piglet was like anxiety. He's just constantly yeah, just a generalizing nervous about everything. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Rabbit was like nar- like narcissism. Yeah. Um, okay. Um. Now I feel like I want to watch Owl. It. They just said Owl. Was his name Owl? I don't know. Oh, it was. Could he would always be like? I don't remember any. Uh, Pooh. I'm gonna do such a bad Pooh impression, but he would be like, oh. I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. I'm going to not do that. <laughs> All right. Um, they said that the owl was dyslexic. I have, like, no memory of this character, except apparently Pooh saying his name. That's the only thing in my mind. Yeah, but um, they said he's dyslexic, and they said Pooh could have or does have a mixture of, like, ADHD mm-hmm. and OCD. Because um, I like, can't pay attention but, to him, but... 
Right. Um, and things kind of, he gets a little like stressed out kind of easily, like could be OCD, could be anxiety, could be, you know, um, some kind of stuff like that. Um, but the Canadian Medical Association actually diagnosed the characters in the show with these disorders. Like a like medical group was like, this is absolutely representing these disorders. Like these all, if these were all real people, they would have these diagnoses in some form. Which is crazy. They um, also think that, also, like, Christopher Robin, like, he has schizophrenia. That's why he, like, has all these imaginary mm-hmm. friends. It's his different personalities, his different moods. And that weirded me out. Isn't that crazy? Like, that one's just that's creepy, like, creepy. Creepy, but also, like, almost, <laughs> so weird, almost, like, heartwarming as a way of trying to like represent yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i'm yeah. not saying that's just so no, just, like, the way... <laughs> i don't mean it like that no i agree with that <laughs> it's like he like found a way to find whether yeah whether yeah. it's him finding a way to have peace and like communicate between it or like the let's say it is that christopher robin has schizophrenia and these are all characters and like yeah the different personalities and things that he deals with it's like it still just blows my mind. Like that is such a nice way to represent that yeah. to, especially yeah. to children. Like that is such a complicated <clears throat> topic to dive into. I can't even now, like in my young twenties, can't even like get into that. So as a kid, trying to even introduce that idea would blow my mind. And so, like, it's such a <laughs> I hate saying such positive things, but it's such a sweet way to like it is kind of break it all down, yeah, I mean, especially because yeah. when you think about. Because yeah, that's that's the whole thing is like that's that's, (laughs) I see like that's Mm -hmm. like real life. Like I mean that like obviously kid shows are fun, like how you said nowadays with little Einsteins or whatever, wherever has superpowers. Like those are fun to watch, but I mean it is like I think it is really important to introduce those topics Mm -hmm. young. I think that's really cool. And it's also like I think about it because um sorry, Sarah, I know you were gonna say something. Um that these was an attempt to introduce it young in hopes of removing like maybe you know certain stigmas towards these yeah. things when I still feel like there's a lot I mean there's just a lot of unknown about it but it's like such a I would like to think of it hopefully as a positive thing to like introduce that to people but mm-hmm. yeah I don't I, don't I know. <laughs> no I get that especially like I mean what you just said with the stigma of it I feel like on the reverse side that's often represented it's like demons They're like oh it's like the demons mm-hmm. in that person and it's like such a negative thing but like no it's just you know you just have some imaginary friends it's not bad it's fine they're Aww. cute little woodland characters yeah they can all work together yeah. it's all problem yeah. <laughs> that's and i feel like part of it like i think that's also the difference maybe of like nowadays shows is they'd be like they would like literally i feel like diagnose it on the show and be like oh like who or whatever or eeyore has like this thing called depression they're like what's depression and make like a song about oh it. my god have like a sesame have that some sesame oh street shit right. that they would be sesame like sesame oh street. i can't even think of an <laughs> example <laughs> didn't yeah. they but sorry I go, ahead. go ahead go ahead okay i like how this like you guys are saying just about the stigma i think it's just like normalizing it not in like a bad way but just saying like this is what happens and like and just i don't know i feel like that really normalizes like having any sort of mm-hmm. 
you know, disorder or state of mind or anything like that. I, that, I, really I agree. It. I and cool. I almost like part of me almost wishes, and I don't know what it would be, but part of me almost wishes like something like this carried on into like young adulthood because even yeah. though, yeah, those ideas as a child are like so fundamental. Um, it, I, in my opinion, I feel like it's those young teen years mm-hmm. that like really build really your mindset on the world yeah. and how you're going to react to situations. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, I don't know what, like, it's not like you create Winnie the Pooh for teenagers, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, we had, like, wasn't it, like, Full House or something, like, one time, like, one of the characters got caught smoking a cigarette or something, and it was, like, the worst. Yeah, like, like, they're all, but that's the thing. Anytime that they were, like, smoking a cigarette or, like, God forbid it be, like, smoking weed, they were holding it with, like, their thumb and their pointer finger like it was. Like in the spotlight, like oh my god, such a horrific thing. <laughs> like the music would really start great. to darken. I love that. Yeah. Or like if they were gonna yeah. do alcohol, like, they hold it out so like prominently, like how nobody has ever held a beer ever in their lives. And <laughs> <laughs> love the messaging they have to share and shows. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, this isn't a conspiracy thing at all. Um, have you guys watched the movie Eighth Grade? No, I don't think so. Speaking of no. just being a teen and your brain, preteen, whatever, and your brain like not being shaped, <gasps> it's I might be technically an indie movie. It was created by. Uh, oh yes, my god! I know what you're talking about. I just forgot his name. Oh no, he's like one of my favorite comedians. That's embarrassing. Give me a second. Bo Burnham. Yes. yes. We have talked about oh, this. Yes. yes. I remember. We have talked about this. It. I think it's, like, kind of hard to find the movie because it's probably really only, like, you have to pay, like, $3 on, like, Amazon Prime or something or YouTube or something. So it's not, like, a, you know, just streaming video movie. But it, it just, like, makes me think of, like, the state we were all in as preteens and teens and, like, how, like, truly how impressionable we were <laughs> to, like, no end. But it's just, um, I know it has literally nothing to do with conspiracy theories, but if you ever want to watch a movie that literally projects where you were in, in like, seventh, eighth grade and makes you hate it all over again, <laughs> makes you so uncomfortable, but also because you, like, feel, and especially it's from a female's perspective, so, like, like not that anyone can't relate, but, like, especially, like, we could, like, to a T relate. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Wait, was it produced by he, he directed it. Or, like. Like, it was his so, brainchild, basically. I mean, is it humorful? It's um oh, okay. humor in the sense that you're just going to be and uncomfortable because it's, like, because middle school's uncomfortable. Right. Okay, I think I found my $3. Yeah, I, like, seriously recommend it. It's, like, it will make you feel so uncomfortable, but I also, in the end, you just, like, almost have this sweet, like, thank, one, thank God I'm out of that, and two, like, I got through it. Like, it's going to be okay, and it just makes you feel for middle schoolers all over again because it's just such a shit time for, like, everyone. But, yeah. I do want to say I don't think they even touched the topic of periods, which, thank you. So... <laughs> I think that's the one thing that I noticed that, like, they didn't even, like, touch on. Because that would have added a whole nother level of stress for me. I don't know if I could have handled. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm excited to watch these dresses. But yeah, so it was, yeah, it was great. I remember we like, Spencer and I watched it and we watched it with a friend and literally we were all screaming just like, oh my God, this is too real. Please make it stop. So literally us in eighth grade, but maybe there's a little more technology because it's like today's eighth grade, but it's still going to hurt. It's still going to hurt. But yeah, so just something to throw that in there because yeah, it just made me think of all that. I love that. (sighs) I I do have one conspiracy theory that you haven't mentioned that has always thrown me for a loop. Give it to me. Have you guys ever heard of the conspiracy theory surrounding Rugrats? Uh, I vaguely read it, but I don't know enough about Rugrats to talk about it. So, and like, yeah, this one is uh, it's even like darker than what we've talked about before. So bear with me. (laughs) They uh, (laughs) people think that. All the babies in uh, in Rugrats are actually dead, and they're just like fictional characters now. So, like the reasons behind it, um, Angelica, if you remember her, she's Whoa. she's the girl with the hair out to the side. Yeah, right? she's the brat. Yeah, yeah, she is the only one who's still alive, and she's yeah. in the show. She's the only one who can talk to both the parents and the babies. Are the babies like the like supposed to be like? dead but like the yeah so like they're angelica has just created them in her mind because they're they're now dead and like oh. the reasonings behind it do we know yes. why Whoa. so they say that like um you know i don't know if you guys how how much you watch this show i loved that show but tommy's dad yeah, like the main the main boy tommy he's like constantly mm-hmm. in the basement making toys and everyone's like, oh, like, mm-hmm. he he died shortly after birth. Like, Tommy died shortly after birth. And you see that because his dad's constantly downstairs, just, like, fixated on making toys for the son that never got to play with them. Oh. And Chucky and his mother, if you recall, Chucky doesn't have a mom in the show. She passed away. But the theory is that Chucky and his mom passed away in a car accident. And they think that because, mm-hmm. obviously, the mom's gone. But also you see in the show, the dad is, like, super nervous about, like, everything. Like, all the safety. He's, like, very concerned about things. And then the darkest one, which, like, really, really throws me. The twins. Dil, Dil and... Not Dil. Uh, oh, my gosh. What are the twins' names? Phil and... Is it Dil? Uh, Lil, Lil and Phil. And... Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dill is. I'm looking at pictures of them so I can okay. put a name to a face that she oh, says them because I vaguely know the show, but very, very vaguely. <laughs> they um they think the twins weren't actually twins. Um, it was one baby who was aborted, so Angelica didn't know the sex of the baby, so she created a boy <gasps> girl, a, a pair of twins. What? Uh huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it, like it's it's dark and disturbing when you think about it. But like, dang, I feel like I want to watch a few episodes. I know, and, like, Same. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, the parents never, they're never like truly watching those kids. Which, yeah, is the whole point of the show. So the babies can, you know, they have free range. But Angelica is the only one who like talks to both and interacts. And as we've seen, like Angelica's mom just like works a lot. She doesn't really pay attention to Angelica. Mm-hmm. That's, like, stated several times throughout the show. So they say, like, yeah, she's lonely. And she wishes these babies were still here. So she's created them in her imagination. 
and talks to them and plays with them. And that's why she's so attached to that doll, Cynthia, because she doesn't have anybody else. Mm. (gasps) Oh, holy shit. Let your mind wrap around that. Well, that just ended on Uh, a Yeah, well, you know, but like, I'm sure they're not actually dead. I like how I didn't even come in with the hard hitters. I'm sure they're not actually dead. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. That Shelby yours was all Yeah, don't worry. It was just building. (laughs) I really dropped it on that one, but. Yeah, no, that's dang. Okay, now I gotta go look. It's that a up. very interesting one. <laughs> gotta go watch eighth grade. Gotta go watch Rugrats. You have new quarantine yeah. plans, everybody. There you go. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's insane. It's wild. And it's yeah. almost like that's kind of uh my God again me with saying nice things about dark shit. That's almost like endearing because I mean as a sibling, like even though it's hell in the moment, part of that is like being able to kind of be like pick on your siblings and like boss them around and like you could connect it to that where she's like because isn't it basically she's just like constantly like i'm gonna get you in trouble or like no yeah. like trying to like call she's shit like basically the boss with that. Yeah. babies so like one you can either attach that to her parents not paying attention to her um and you know c- crying out for attention or two it's like she's still wanting to have that pretty general sister relationship mm-hmm. with a younger sibling even though she wouldn't have yeah. it oh that's so sad yeah wow didn't, uh, didn't mean to come in swinging that hot and heavy but it is one of the ones that really uh you know really throws you no you like explain that i like was vaguely reading it but i know the show so little that none of it was making sense <laughs> to me so <laughs> i you explained that so much better yeah, than i, I would have been able to Oh, dark meetings and all your childhood shows. It's great. I love it. <laughs> love to hear it. But yeah. Oh, so conspiracy um, theories. Now we now. Oh, I could talk about conspiracy theories for years. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> um, but yeah. So in the future, if we ever think of other, even just like if we dive into a conspiracy theory or conspiracy theories around a certain Oof. topic, that could be a future episode it, it's um, definitely gonna have to be and i'm gonna preview it right here paul mccartney is dead it's a look like i'll prove it I oh swear. my god <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. we could probably just do we could probably just do different like celebrity ones there's so many do like two or three. Oh yeah absolutely we had to do like a speech in high school on a conspiracy theory you got to pick any one of them and you got to go up there and uh one of my classmates did the paul mccartney is dead and i i wholeheartedly bought in the like facts he had, the videos he showed, the songs he played. Weird. Yeah. He's it's he's dead. It's a look like I swear. I'm telling you right now. Right now. Yep. Weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, Sierra decided it. It's official. The end. Exactly. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I don't I don't even need to explain myself. Take my word for it. That's definitely like the most involved one of those that I know, but I know there's people, and this is like kind of on the new side, is people who think Avril yes. Lavigne actually died from Lyme yes. disease, and that currently she is a lookalike. I I've also which heard like that one. lookalikes slash doppelgangers one hundred percent. Oh yeah, this. and especially if it's a celebrity, they have people who can yeah. pay for the plastic surgery to make it identical. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Don't trust anybody. <laughs> all right i'm just gonna be like putting to the list uh, uh celebrity conspiracy theories slash paul mccartney <laughs> buckle up for that episode kids 
perfect i'll just yeah i'll let you totally <laughs> have the reins on that one because i i mean i know it but i don't like i'm not clearly a, a passionate storyteller of it <laughs> i think i could bring some passion to that story that'd be awesome but yeah so um if you guys have nothing else to add um i do have one just like general psa for the week okay everyone on social media and the news and everything oh, no. they are not killer bees they are killer oh hornets. my god and there's a huge difference <laughs> If you could imagine my words in a tweet right now, the oh, clapping hands convert. expression is after every single word. Bees are great. We need to save the bees. These are killer hornets. Say it correctly. No, do you know do you know why they're called murder hornets? It's because that they murder yeah. all the beehives. So yeah, I agree. Like, we need to stop. Get ready suckers. for it, people. Like, come on. Don't disrespect my bees. Yeah. Teach yourself. Learn something. I agree. Save the bees. Screw the killer hornets. Right, next week's episode is going to be all about bees <sighs> and hornets and determining the difference between them. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to make that a video one so I can do a PowerPoint presentation. Shit. Yeah, you can do a diagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no I I didn't even know people were not making that distinction I feel like it's one if you say killer do you really think bee or do I immediately think hornet like if anything's coming after me a fucking hornet is coming after me (laughs) I mean I just but yeah just needed to put that out there for my my bee buddies and literally like Mir said like it's not like killer like like I'm not saying it can't hurt us but it's not like we're going to drop dead Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm right <laughs> oh, Shelby <laughs> hey can, I you, mean, can you take that back because so far 2020 is just challenging itself on a month by month basis you know what I just I no, don't I, it's my birth week it's I my can birth, say whatever it's your birth month <laughs> nothing can go wrong it's my birth month <laughs> but yeah so Yes, learn the distinction. Also, again, if you really think bees are that bad, have you ever met a hornet? I guess that's really, like, the main point in that story. Um. <laughs> if you think bees are bad, you should but, Google what they actually do for you. Because if the bees die, we die. Hashtag mic drop. Accurate. Yup. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's really there's really nothing else you can add after okay. that. I mean, I might drop. No, I mean, a very... Nope. Except happy, yes. happy celebration. I was. Yay. We'll put a PSA. We'll put a PSA in for the bees at our celebration. Thank you. Thank you. I um. I was Great. looking forward to, to being reunited with you guys and celebrating this in person, but you know. Yeah. Shout out to COVID nineteen. What's up? Uh, can't wait to celebrate it's virtually fine. with you guys on Saturday. I say we're still celebrating, oh, yeah. so that's all the party matters. continues. Me. Maybe if something super obnoxious happens, we'll have to remember it so we can uh, just be shady and tell of our friends' secrets oh. next time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, so as always, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening to this darkness and weirdness um, that has infected all of our brains since a young age. And obviously, thank you to anyone listening and uh yeah i think that's it if you all are good yeah yeah celebrate good times Mm -hmm. let's go hell yeah time to celebrate we will see y'all in the next one